as you are connecting with the things that are aligned for your soul, the things that were not are going to drop off. There's all this shame around fear. It's a really a divine invitation to clear that space so that something better can come in. The universe, it's accelerating you because your manifestation is so close. From To Be Magnetic, this is The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. And your host, Jessica Gill. As the leading destination for neural manifestation, we dispel the woo-woo in order to help you create real, tangible results based on neuroplasticity, psychology, epigenetics, and energetics. Our goal is to normalize the practice of manifestation and empower you to get into the driver's seat of your life in order to manifest the experiences, relationships, and things that most align with your authenticity. Part of our manifestation process entails expanding past your limiting subconscious beliefs. Therefore, by tuning into this podcast with interviews from experts, thought leaders, spiritual teachers, scientists, and those with neural manifestation success stories, you're starting the process of expanding your subconscious in order to see to believe that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, the process begins. Welcome back, everyone, to the Expanded Podcast. Jessica here, and I have some really big news to finally announce on the podcast. Lacey and I are going on the Magnetic Speaking Tour this year in the U.S. We are continuing this theme for the rest of the year of the magnetic self. And at this live speaking tour, you are going to hear brand new teachings from Lacey, from myself. We're gonna get to connect with you guys in person. You're gonna meet some friends, accountability buddies, people within the community. And we're gonna have a brand new exercise where you are going to understand what your truly magnetic self desires to connect with, with love and money and discover what the biggest block is in the way of the love and money connection. It was one of our most popular episodes and we wanted to break it down even further on the speaking tour. You will also get access to a brand new deep imagining that you won't be able to find anywhere else for a while. We only have a few stops. So if we are in your city, make sure to come see us. We will be in New York City, September 16th, San Francisco on October 7th, Vancouver, British Columbia on November 4th, and back in our home city of Los Angeles on December 2nd. Tickets are going fast and we are also in our early bird ticket pricing. So be sure to lock in these tickets and grab them before they sell out and before we move out of early bird pricing. Tell your friends, tell your family, bring a date, take whoever you want. You do not have to be a TBM member to join. Anyone is welcome and come connect with the community. I'm not kidding. I've been to so many speaking events and events with TBM and there is magic in the room when we all connect together. Your soul will be moved, your heart touched. It is just an unbelievable time. Speaking of heart being touched, we are in week five of the Magnetic Self Challenge, which is all about reconnecting to your intuition. 
And the intuition for me comes through so many different ways. It's a lot of time, like a voice in my head, a message in my heart or soul. But recently this week, it came through other people. Other people were giving me words of affirmation, encouragement, seeing me, validating, and and kind of giving me just that reminder from the universe that all is good and I'm seen and protected and on the right course. A lot of people were writing and saying they were getting messages from symbols, signs, from music and lyrics. So if you are on this week of the challenge, I'm curious to see what has come through for you. If you have not started the challenge yet, it is not too late. It's going to remain open into the fall. So join at any time. I know once this challenge ends, I'm going to go right back into the beginning because I'm already excited to kind of go through it again with new eyes. And the week ahead, which is what today's episode is all about, is facing our fears, facing our fears of, you know, what's going to happen, our rock bottom, a transition, anything coming up, and how can we self-regulate? How can we get back into the magnetic, hopeful state again? We're going to help guide you through it. And this episode is diving into all of those things as well. And I just want to share this manifestation story that a member shared with me via DM this week because I think it's really motivating for people who might be in a rock bottom, who might be in a transition state or in their own version of a magic dark and kind of that lull period waiting to see what is coming through on the other side. This person writes, I manifested a new job. Prayer emoji, crying emoji, star emoji. I experienced what I guess I would call a rock bottom when I was laid off of work two weeks before Christmas for the financial news company. I was the digital director. Truthfully, I was glad because it was a misaligned job, but super terrifying to lose a job when other companies were dumping people right and left. It took me five months to find another job. And I took one that had some red flags, but it seemed like a bridge and I had a mortgage that I needed to pay. So I said, yes. Anyways, I never gave up doing the work and calling in my new most aligned job. I got the offer for the new job last week in the midst of the magnetic self challenge. I just quit today and I start July 31st and my new boss just keeps saying what a good vibe he's getting about working with me. The new job allows me remote time to work, to be there with my kids, which is so crucial for me. Anyways, just sharing this good news. I'm sure you get these all the time. I love this person's story because not only did they face that rock bottom and recognize, wow, this is actually a gift in disguise, even though it's so challenging, really hard, super scary, the job that I'm at actually isn't aligned for me. And they went on the path of calling in a more aligned career. Now, along the way, they had financial obligations that they needed to take care of. So they needed to take a bridge job in between, but- The key, key point is that when they took the bridge job, they still never gave up that sight and that hope and continue to work towards their aligned career. And now with a magnetic self challenge, they probably pulled back all these layers and now she's able to connect with her absolute dream job that's giving her everything she can desire. And yes, while we get manifestation stories all the time, I really want to take a moment for you guys, for her, for everyone out there to really celebrate your wins. They could be small wins. They could be big wins, a big manifestation, a little aligned moment. Celebrate those wins. You deserve it. You've worked hard for it. And it is just the universe allowing you to sit with the blessings that are in your life at the moment. So Congratulations to this member, and hopefully this is expansive for anyone else out there. 
And now, a word from our partners. So as you guys know, we had a huge up level this year and we're able to build out an even more effective, integrated behind the scenes and for our customers platform where we can host all of our memberships and community groups. And we're so excited to announce that we have partnered with Kajabi to make this all happen. So Kajabi is an all-in-one business platform for knowledge entrepreneurs. They make it easy to build, market, and sell your online courses, membership sites, coaching programs, and more. And best of all, you don't need to learn to code or have to worry about plugins or broken integrations. And as a small business, one of the issues that we came across so many times is that from our payment methods to our backend websites, to our membership emails, none of the tech communicated with each other and caused glitches and issues. But Kajabi solved that problem as an all-in-one spot. So we could build our landing website, We can have all of our membership access in one place, have all of our online courses built out custom to the way that we want them. We can have our secure payment gateway in there, email integrations, sales funnel software, our email marketing software, and analytics all in one place. And one of the best parts is they have incredible customer service. If you're a business owner out there, if you're thinking of launching an online course, perhaps have a membership site, even a coaching program, maybe you even want to host your public or private podcast, you can do it now all in one place, including send emails to those people and get real time analytics. And our latest magnetic self challenge is powered by Kajabi. They were our complete partners in making this thing a reality. They allowed us to integrate our audio for our deep imagining, video components of the workshop teachings, and seamless journal prompts to flow one week into the next. Kajabi is partnering with TBM and offering you guys a one month free trial. So they do custom plans depending upon what you need for your business. You can go in, sign up for the free trial, see a plan that works perfectly for your business and your business's needs and see how effective Kajabi truly is. And I promise once you join, you will not look back. It has been such an incredible experience and just so grateful that companies like this exist who are really thinking of every single step for the business owner. So if you want to try out the free month trial, you can go to the link in our show notes where we'll have a custom URL where you can claim your free 30-day trial and check out more of what Kajabi has to offer. All right, on to the episode. fears, how to navigate when the rug is pulled out from under you. Kick us off with a quote. You can't carry your old fears into your new life and expect to receive something new. So we've all been there. You're going about life and then suddenly some unexpected thing happens. It feels like the rug's getting pulled out from underneath you. You're faced with a fear, actual real fear of something bad that happened, you lost a job or a perceived fear. Oh no, what if that happens and your mind starts spiraling and now you're faced with your worst case scenario. How do you cope? What does this mean in manifestation? How do you rebuild and how do you get back to your magnetic self? How do you start to pick up the pieces when it feels like everything's kind of shattering around you? So Lacey, I wanted to kick off with you because you always say that magnetism is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? How can people actually look forward to facing these fears that feel so scary? And what do you see going on with the manifestation world? So it's so interesting because 
this is kind of like what you're talking about, the rug being pulled out from under us, whether perceived or real. And it's kind of like the energy of a rock bottom. I'll give an example. When I got this place in Mendocino, energetically, there was something that came over me because there was another property that came up. I didn't get it. But the thing that I loved about this other property was that it was all permitted. If you're ever dealing with places like Topanga or whatever, it's so hard to get things permitted that you want to do to your place. Anyways, I saw that place and I was like, wow, to have a place that's all permitted for resale, like that's a grown up energetic. There was something about that that felt like, like really stepping into adulthood, really stepping into a level of financial, you know, I can do that kind of thing. Anyway, split two, I get the place in Mendocino and all of a sudden like old habits come up where I'm like, let's just do this, do that, do this. And then I have a neighbor who's really trying to shut things down no matter what we're doing, even though we're permitting most everything. And so the county starts coming out and though we weren't doing anything wrong, I had this feeling like, oh my God, this is going to get shut down. The rug's getting pulled out from under me. But what was going on there, like rock bottom energy, the universe was like, wait a second, you're stretching into this new level of consciousness, this new level of success, this new level of adulthood, like being your your integrated self. You want this, but you have like old lack habits that are, are, that are running the show. Let's deal with that. So it, it can be like that rock bottom energy. It can be that magic darky energy is sort of what you're talking about. And it's so funny because essentially all that this challenge, the magnetic challenge, what will be the magnetic workshop, all it really is, is an elongated version of that one step in rock bottom of grace. Because that's really what your true magnetic self is. It's this deep grace. It's this deep integration, this compassion, this this flow of being your authentic self. And so usually all the universe is doing with you in those moments are like, hey, catch up to speed because what you want is orbiting around you and it's closer than how fast you're getting there. I need to connect these two things, like just what needs to happen. So you're needing to catch up to speed. So, so much of it is getting into that grace surrender place, which we all know isn't something that we can fake. It's getting integrated with our magnetic self. So yeah, let's dig in. Let's talk about this. Janelle, from your perspective, so when this this moment happens, like Lacey, in your example, you felt like the rug was getting pulled out from under you. It's the fear. And so what was the fear? The fear is like, it's going to get shut down. I'm going to lose this property. It's rooting down to a certain level of safety and security. It's never really about the thing. It's the, the story that we're projecting on the thing. And the story is that this thing is going to mean that I won't be safe and secure. If someone loses a job and they're rock's bottom, they could feel like, oh my gosh, my sense of identity or self-worth or income is taken away. Like I'm never going to be okay again, or how will I rebuild and put that together? So Janelle, how do people, I guess, understanding fear on a base level, perceived fear versus real fear, knowing when we're in real danger and the perceived fear when our body feels like we're actually in real danger, even if we might not be in that moment. So I feel like I want to say too that I feel like society has this, there's this like stigma out there that like fear is bad and fear is weakness and there's all this shame around fear. And I feel like 
it's not shameful and it's actually courageous and safe to feel our fear. Like courage isn't in the absence of fear. It's like moving with it. And so it's really a map. Fear is actually a map to where we are not free or where we don't feel free, love, or accepted. And so perceived fear is actually like kind of revealing the lies that we currently believe are true. It's a shadow. I mean, it's it's really like, it's a map to our shadow. So the actual fear is very, to me, like danger. I'm too close to the edge of this cliff and I need to back up. There's no questioning. It's just like this very deep intuitive hit. I got to move away. It's a lot more clear where, you know, with what we're talking here in this community and taking actionable steps is really all of the perceived fear, which is really, again, a map to a roadmap, a guide to where are we hiding, where our shadow is, where where we feel small. So it's a really, it's a gift, you know, kind of how there's been, I feel like a reframe in the TVM community of like jealousy, like is a, it's an indicator. Fear is such a, it's great when that comes, it's like, Ooh, that's something to pay attention to, to where are we not free and where do we get to look at? So, you know, the perceived fear is like all these layers that we're doing in this work together. It takes some kind of sussing out to really go, okay, what's, because there can be so many layers to it of what's really underneath it. And then what is like the function of the perceived fear? Our bodies physically feel like we are in the danger. You know, it's pumping the stress hormones or our brains are, it's shutting down our prefrontal cortex. Like it's, our body is reacting as if it is in real danger. So I guess kind of why would our brains attach meaning to that situation and put so much fear in us as the protection mode? Like, is that something learned in childhood? How does that function? So fear, it means really well, like it it means really well. It's meant to protect us, but it's actually, this perceived fear is actually keeping us from everything we want. Actually, there was a quote that I, that I love. It says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And it's by Joseph Campbell. And I love that quote, but it's like, yeah, it's, 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 we have all, you know, in the IFS work, we have all these protective parts and they're all, again, they're rooted in shadow. They're rooted in our attachment. They're rooted in childhood. If I speak my truth and I won't be loved. So I have fear because I feel fear of rejection. I mean, you could put it out in so many scenarios, but yeah, the ultimately it's an, an invitation to get really familiar with these protective parts and protective stories. And we, there's so many, you know, there's so many layers to that. And our, all of ours come from different places, but it's really getting from, oh, you're really trying to help me, but you're actually hurting me. I love that compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like, I think there's, we could, we could go two ways. There's the courage to lean in and befriend it and look it in the eye. And then there's the other way where I think a lot of us can go is I don't have fear. There's no fear there. And we're really more in, honestly, we're, we're more, you know, disconnected and disassociated, which honestly just makes it worse. And we even move further away from our manifestation or whatever it is we want. So I feel like I want to debunk the shame around fear so that we can really be proud and not shame that we have it and lean into it more. I think something I want to say to that too, that I think was really revolutionary when I first started talking about this work, I could see people who had been doing manifestation for a long time go like, 
what? And now it's, it's so normal. It's so mainstream, especially if you've been in this community, but like your trigger, your fear, your emotion is the roadmap to exactly what needs to be unblocked to connect with your manifestation. So I think when I used to say that in the very beginning, when I was doing these tiny circles in like, you know, Brooklyn, you know, and I would be like, your negative emotion that you're afraid of for manifestation is actually the roadmap to your manifestation. People would be like, what? So what you're saying is that, and that's why we're constantly creating tools in order to like gently lean into it more and more and address it. But just for the new listener who might be joining us, who hasn't been here or who needed a reminder, your negative emotion, your fear, your sadness, your trigger, your jealousy, your whatever is the roadmap to your manifestation. Just let that release and feel that. Even if your whole life is about to change entirely (laughs) from doing this work, how nice, like how nice to no longer have to be on the wheel, the rat wheel, and to actually stop and step off and start to become ourselves. Like how nice. And even seeing it, I think that reframe that those negative emotions are the roadmap to the manifestation. And they're almost like you were saying, the gift that the universe is giving us to help us evolve versus when rock bottoms happen, when big life moments happen, there is the instinct to be like, I must've done something wrong. Something's wrong with me. And then now I'm going to be stuck here forever or whatever that belief system is operating. Mine is I'm getting punished. Things were too good. Mm. Now's the time that really the bottom's going to fall. It was just a little while, you know, based on my own wounding and trauma. So for anybody who's feeling that, like that's what comes up for me. It's like, oh, no, now's the time that the universe is after me or I'm in trouble. It's never going to happen again. I'm going to be bankrupt. I'm going to be that way, like whatever that is. But it's just not true. Yeah, I, I actually have the same same narrative as you. And I have to consciously train myself when that happens to say, this is actually the universe loving me. It's a weird gift. It's not the package yeah. I wanted. I can hate the package it came in, but like ultimately this is meant for love. It was not meant for punishment. And I think that was a lot of my religious programming that kind of got that narrative in there. But it's interesting because, I mean, I look back at the different times that the rug was pulled out and sometimes it takes me like, it's not right away. It's like six months later, a year later, two years later that I'm like, thank God that happened to me. I was like, WTF universe, like why? That was so mean. And it actually was the most loving invitation. And, but yeah, sometimes you don't see it right away. And that can be really hard to really just like, be in the daily pain of when it's happening and kind of trust that, okay, at some point this is going to make sense, but not right now. I want to go back to the protector part that we were talking about that the fear plays. And Lacey, if we could go to your example and just show the function of how that fear protects you, right? So if you're like, okay, oh no, the rug's going to get pulled out. Everything's going to happen. How do you think that fear is trying to help you function? part of my authentic self of being here is really integrating my gifts and really like fully coming into those. The universe is going to give me all the things along the way. You know, it's so obvious, for instance, when right before launching this work, 
all of my resources went away. I was private chefing. They all went away. I had no money. I had to ask my mom for money for the very first time in my life at 30. And the universe, it was so clear in meditation, you are never going to have money or anything unless you step into this work and do this work. And similarly now, it's calling me to like go greater with psychicness and my abilities, right? So what that particular thing for me was, because the universe knows that my Achilles heel has always been security, always based on my upbringing of two young parents. I'm writing a hot check, never enough, moving to seven different apartments within a couple of years. Like, you know, just really, really that, like the shoe is gonna drop. And so when that happened, for instance, I had to sit down and do the monthly check-in. It's always my own personal coaching session. It just allows me to very quickly condense and see patterns, what's going up, why, map it all out and get to the root of what's happening and really what was going on there for me, why the universe was testing me with my big Achilles heel. Like when I did the monthly check-in and I really looked, it was like, oh, I'm supposed to be working with magic again. And that's very much what this property means. So to really answer that so that it's a good example for everybody is the next evolution in my truly authentic integrated self is to really come into my gifts. That There's like no getting away from that now. And so for me, I was able to figure that out through the monthly check-in, whereas somebody else's could have been having boundaries. Their real work now is learning to have boundaries and no longer be a doormat. There's so many, like if you guys name off examples of things that had happened to you recently where you felt like the rug was being pulled out, what were the things the universe was making you integrate and come into in order to connect with more of your manifestations? And so the fear, just pulling that one specific piece out, the fear was activating to say, this is similar to mom writing a hot check, things getting pulled away, I need to be scared. Yeah, like basically the real fear that was going on there was I'm in over my head, everything I worked hard for is gonna get taken away or paused. And there's and my codependency, and now I have really awful neighbors around me that want the worst for someone who's like has a family and is doing great. You know what I mean? I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Because yeah. they're my codependency wound, right? So the universe threw a soup pot at me of many of the wounds I have to be like, have you actually really integrated these? Have you addressed them? You know, and that's what usually these types of rugs being pulled out from under us are packaged in. They're packaged in our old wounding. That's why it feels like the rugs being pulled out from under us. But what the only thing that's happening with those is an invitation or an, an initiation to do the work to connect with your manifestation faster because it's orbiting right around you. And the universe is like, at the speed of which it's taking this person to unblock, or maybe it's the expanding piece that's needed or the aligned action. It's not happening quick enough. So I'm really going to have to throw in a mix that's going to put you through boot camp. It's going to make you double down and have to like dig deep and get there faster. And that's why it happens. And really the most important remedy we're going to talk about here with it is it's exactly the energetics of that grace section in the rock bottom. And that's all that the magnetic self now workshop is an elongation of. How do you regulate 
because you're so dysregulated when that happens. Most of us can't even come down. Like our nervous system's crazy. We're just thinking the worst. We're looping. I can't sleep. I can't eat. Like all of that is happening, right? This physiological thing. So number one is we're teaching you to regulate get grounded. Like we're teaching you to regulate. And then we need to go in and start addressing the inner child stuff and the shadow stuff that is behind this. Because whatever's happening in front of you isn't the reality. Like you were saying, the trigger has nothing to really do with that thing. It's completely rooted back to a wound from childhood that you're having to address the inner child and the shadow. But then the piece that's so valuable when this thing happens, after you've gotten grounded, after you've unblocked, after you've felt in and touched in with your actual true magnetic energy, let's fucking look at the worst thing that could happen. Because usually that's what's going to give you freedom from the situation, like you were talking about, Janelle, because it's going to make you face all the fears you're really afraid of in your mind first before any of it happens. And usually at the bottom of that, you get to see oh, I can still survive. I'm okay. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the freedom piece. So, so that's why when the rug's being pulled out from under you, it's funny because Jessica, you and I were texting back with the team and we're like talking about this challenge. And I'm like, the thing I've been working on is this thing called magnetic peace. <laughs> and it's really about that, you know, and so we finally distilled it down. It's magnetic self, but that's why when that stuff's happening, the universe, you know, like we're saying, it's not punishing you. It's not hurting you. It's accelerating you because your manifestation is so close and it needs you to like step up and get there energetically. So it's not something you can just like pretend. It's these little pieces you need to work out to get there energetically to align your self-worth to align with the self-worth of the thing. I think when we're in that rock bottom state, because we're in such overdrive, we're not even able to witness the assumptions we're putting on this external thing. We're not even seeing the connection to that same tie-in from a dynamic from childhood. I think about relationship rock bottoms like way, way, way in the past. And I remember when the relation, one of my relationships ended in early 20s, I just felt like I- I'm going to die. Like yeah, I the just- world is over. <laughs> like I'm literally, that's it. Like I'll never find love again. It's kind of done for me. Like, that is the worst thing that could ever happen. And in that moment, you know, I just let that narrative take over until I, you know, moved through it and all of the things. But I think now knowing if I could regulate my nervous system at that time and take a moment to peel back and say, oh my God, I am associating this relationship to when my dad and mom divorced and separated and I lost my dad. I didn't lose him, but in the family system, he left. And that was so painful. Mm -hmm. And my inner child is like, please don't leave. And that's all it is. And it has nothing to do with this romantic partner because I've exited relationships before and I've been fine on the other side. So why would this be any different? It's because I'm attaching this story from childhood, from my wounded inner child that was so sad. And then if I could have had a moment to grieve with that child and be like, that was scary, but I'm with you. I got you. No one's going to leave you. That would have been such a different experience at that time. And now we have the tools that are literally walking you through that exact thing. 100%. And I think this is a really good point to talk about the different scenarios that like this magnetic self workshop challenge, what are other 
examples and scenarios that this is good for. Like people could look at this and go, oh, I just need to do this when I need to feel magnetic. No, this tool is so powerful for so many different experiences that we're talking about. We can all kind of name off how this one really helps, you know, from the part of getting regulated, looking at your shadow, looking at your inner child, touching in with your truly authentic magnetic self, seeing the worst case scenario that could happen, and then getting back in the driver's seat. This is applicable for any time you are having to pass a huge test. You're going through rock bottom. The rug's getting pulled out from under you. Anytime there's any type of distortion in your life that you can't seem to get control of your emotions and yourself and get grounded, this workshop is phenomenal for that. It's phenomenal for that. Sometimes, like in a very grounded way, that's like, I'm going to speak my truth to my partner, to my boss, and then it does crumble. <laughs> It does crumble. And I would say, you know, I want to name that because like sometimes it's like the best case scenario and it's amazing. And sometimes it does crumble and it's, it's a beautiful crumbling and it's a really a divine invitation to clear that space so that something better can come in. So the something better that's coming in can actually come like that you've been unconsciously asking for can actually land. Yeah, exactly. And I think when there's like, you're resourced and ground and you go in, I'm going to speak my truth in this conversation and it could go whatever, you can kind of know if it's, it's either going to up level or it's going to clear. And I'm at peace and I can handle the pain if it, if it does clear and if it does crumble. Yes. We got a lot of messages the first few weeks of the challenge of people like, oh my God, I've been rock bottom. And I was like, that makes so much sense because as you are connecting with your authenticity, with your true magnetism, with the things that are aligned for your soul, the things that were not are going to drop off. And that makes sense that if you are further from it, you'll be rock bottom to then connect to it closer. It's that you can see a rock bottom as a portal to super speed it. A rock bottom's a portal to everything you want. It really is. So for the person who might be new and listening, they're like, I don't want to fuck with that. No, (laughs) No, that sounds horrible. And like, maybe they're sitting there in the pit of their stomach. They're like, oh, I know my partner's wrong for me. I'm not ready to like go and do this yet. That's okay. Do some of the other workshops to prime and get ready. Even the fact that you felt called to listen to this episode and do this work, the universe is guiding you. It's like... You don't have to do it all right now, but the thing you want is orbiting you. The things you want are orbiting you. I'm supporting you here and I'm connecting you with those. So when you're ready and the universe is so divinely brilliant at knowing when one is ready, you know, because we're always shifting our energy. So when you're ready, I'm here with you. (laughs) We're going to go into battle together to connect with these incredible things. And maybe someone too is like, they know that they need to take this, you know, this some big leap and they're they're not quite ready for it. I might say like, what's a little pushing against your growth edge? You know, just the, mm. and, and again, I don't, I hate the word like push and whatever, but more like a, what's your invitation? Like, what's your invitation just to take a little bit of a step, a little bit of expansion, maybe a small boundary or whatever the thing is and then take it and then relax and be in it so you can keep on kind of stretching that muscle so you can take those bigger leaps too. One other thing I was thinking about around this dynamic is the time that I am like, 
oh my gosh, my worst fear, worst case scenario has come up. It's when I am so glued to one specific expectation. Like I am so tightly wound around, okay, what I need to be happy, fulfilled, safe, secure is this thin tightrope. And if it doesn't go in this tightrope, shit's a mess. It's almost like I can feel when it's coming because I can feel that I'm too attached to something. I'm like, uh oh, I'm expecting all these things to be exactly in this very particular way. And if they're not, it's like shaking my snow globe. Just think about when you're in that magnetic state, you're so unattached to the outcomes. Like things don't go your way or they don't go the way you thought they were going to go. And you're like, okay, like whatever, new adventure, open to this. Let's see the good things that come on the other side. Like, wow, I learned a lesson here. You're just so open. But when you are so married to only one outcome happening in a very specific way, you close yourself off. And if you don't get the hints and the pings and the intuition that says, hey, maybe look at this, look at this wounding, that's when the universe is like, okay, cool, you're not getting it. So we're going to have to create an emotional reaction so you can start to like see a new perspective on things. Well, even more so, like you're forced to dig in. Like that's what I see because I don't know about you two, but I can get lazy and I can really start to ride like how great things are, you know, and then the universe knows it has to motivate me in some way because the next bigger thing I've been asking for is close and on its way. Therefore, it's time to dig in a little. And obviously, we build trust muscle doing this work. If you haven't listened to that before or heard this before, every time we manifest something small and greater and greater and greater, our trust muscle grows and we learn how to trust and surrender. So for me now, I know any time that, that these things are coming up, I'm like, okay, Let's dig. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dig in because there's something good on the other side. The universe is so, so brilliant and intelligent that way. So, you know, here at TBM, we are always looking for what is the natural, clean way to approach holistic living, mind, body, and soul from the inside out. And one thing recently I was having trouble with is I had high levels of stress, which was causing inflammation and my metabolism was running way slower than it used to. So I was looking for something that could really help with inflammation, fortify gut health, all of those things. And I am so excited to announce our brand new sponsor. I am obsessed with their product. It has been, oh my gosh, my saving grace for all of this, Armra Colostrum. If you haven't heard of colostrum, it is literally the first piece of nutrition that we receive when we are born. It contains all of our essential nutrients that our bodies need in order to thrive. And Armra created a proprietary blend of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that will rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel your cellular health. It strengthens your immunity, ignites your metabolism, helps with anti-inflammation, fortifies your gut health, activates hair growth, skin radiance, helps your fitness performance, helps with energy recovery. It is truly the most magical superfood ever. And Armour's Colostrum is fully sustainably sourced with colostrum from grass-fed cows at their co-op dairy farm. They only use the surplus supply of colostrum after all of the cows are fully fed, so it is really animal-friendly. And they use cold-chain biopotent technology, which helps the process of preserving the integrity of all the bioactive nutrients 
in the colostrum, which also removes the casein and fat. So if you have a lactose allergy, which I honestly do, I usually have to take a lactate pill anytime I have real cheese, this should not bother your stomach. Obviously test it, each case is individual, but I am someone who is gets so bloated from any dairy products out there, and this actually helps prevent against that. My inflammation and bloating specifically around my stomach and face has gone down significantly. My nails and hair have been growing like wildfire. It gives me more energy. And honestly, at times that I might be eating things that are outside the norm or maybe have a little bit more processing in them, if I take some of the armor before, it actually helps protect my gut so much better. It is like a extra line of defense. It also protects your immune system stronger than the flu vaccine. You should see the studies on this. It's absolutely insane. So highly recommend it. Check it out online. If you are interested in trying some, we have a special offer for you guys. You can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com backslash TBM. Again, that is T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash TBM. And enter the code TBM, all caps, to get 15% off your first order. Do you guys think that in that process of facing the worst case scenario and facing your fears and detaching from very specific outcomes, there's a process of letting go, letting go of what you thought needed to happen in a specific way, letting go of attachments, maybe for some people, letting go of relationships or whatever it is. Will there always be some form of letting go, even if it's just energetically? I mean, I think that's the lesson of consciousness is, you know, that's, that feels lofty, but I guess the short answer of that is, yeah, I think that's, that's why every every, you know, philosopher, spiritual leader, everybody from the beginning of time talks about some form of detachment, because ultimately, when we are truly integrated, our full magnetic selves, we don't really have to keep asking for things. We don't have to really keep digging for, you know what I mean? Not that there's a destination of being that, but the more we become that, the more things just flow, right? What we want flows, how we want, it's a, it's a deeper form of surrender and being in it. So I feel that. What do you think, Janelle? Oh, yeah, because I think it dissolves, right? When you can like delayer and really go to the, the origin stories of the protective parts and work with those. When you go back to the DIs and you go back in and where did I pick this up and what this is really about, this is really about me feeling like I won't be accepted or I won't be loved or whatever that whatever those pieces are, I think it helps like work with the fear to actually have it dissolve, and you're right. It's like it's the universal teachings that you see everywhere. Yeah, when we are able to really let let go of our attachments and our how our, our rigidity, right, and go back and resource and understand these pieces, it's like yeah, then we can we can really be. I think that's where the magic happens. Like that's really where the flow of life starts happening. I think so too. It's where it lives. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. For sure. And I think the only things that constrain us from that are hard experiences in life, right? So the more you heal those, and obviously somebody who lives maybe in a, in a stress state because of circumstances at all times, that's why, you know, Zach Bush, when he was on the podcast, he really talked about, it's really hard to access that. Not everybody has access to that, that space, the privilege of it, right? Because 
you have to be a certain level of resourced and integrated to be able to tap into that longer and longer and longer each time. So, I mean, that's the beauty of these tools. Yeah. One thing we get questions on a lot, and I'm curious your guys's uh, protocol when you're in there, but in the DI specifically with the worst case scenario one, there's a moment where it's like, okay, let's comfort the part of us that's activated. That part of us that is so fearful, that feels like, oh my gosh, this is just like childhood. The same thing's happening. I'm so scared. What are routes or things that you'll say to your inner child or say to yourself that help you regulate and comfort that piece? I mean, I work with my safe person. I I have to say my favorite DIs we've created so far are the ones from last year's challenge still. I use them all the time. Safe Place, the Unblocking DI, I'm obsessed with. It's probably the one I use the most. And so I mention that because in both of them, we work with our safe person. And oftentimes in the DIs, it's really like not even a, a form of a person because it's the universe God holding me as a child. Like it's not even a parent anymore. It's like divinity, like just holding me, letting me cry, letting me lie on them the way that I remember Teddy used to nap on, on my chest, that comfort and level. So it's beyond a person or, or my magnetic self, et cetera. It's really knowing that I'm totally and completely held by the thing that creates everything, you know, I'm so safe. So that's, that's usually how mine shows up. And then in my conscious mind, when I'm not in a DI, it's usually avoidant stuff. It's like, fuck it. I'll let it all go. I'll leave. Who cares? I don't, I don't need anything. Like it's, <laughs> and I need to go there. I need to go to the worst case scenario to feel, oh, I've got, I have this. Wait, that's extreme. I'm good here, but I need to go there a lot because that's how I coped with things in childhood. I need to know how to lose everything and let everything go to know that I'm still okay at that place. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but for me, there's times where if like, I'm just kind of going through the DI, like checking it off and I'm just like, well, okay, here's my magnetic parent or this is whatever. And I'm just kind of like going through the motions versus what Lacey, you just named of like being held. If I'm really present to it, it's like, what do I need for comfort? And a lot of times there's no words. I do just need to be held. And I am picturing the divine holding me and I'm just tapping into that safety and security without actually like saying the right thing to my inner child. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what do I intuitively need right now to feel comforted and soothed and safe? What about you? Very similar. I think a lot of it is, is it's not even a visual of a person, but it's the energy of me being like, I'm, I got you. I'm with you. We're here. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Whatever happens doesn't matter. We're still all good. Like everything we need is within us, you know, like we're, we're okay. And it's interesting because even though they're all kind of different approaches, there's something with, it's almost like creating the, the secure attachment with yourself. Being able to go through these DIs and comfort those part of us that it feels like the rug's getting pulled out when we are the one comforting ourselves or finding, you know, divinity to attach to or whatever and feeling comforted by that, we are creating that secure attachment with ourselves, which creates confidence and high self-worth. So it's so interesting how because they are, you know, a solo journey of doing these DIs, we're like reinforcing that we're good no matter what. We don't need to rely on anyone or any external thing. Whereas maybe you go to a partner and lean on them for all the things. And not to say that you shouldn't do that because that's also really helpful. 
but it does give you this one window that like it's just you and you in the in those moments and just that you're good I love that like you have everything you need inside of you mm-hmm. yeah there was a really interesting um there's account I follow called neuroscience Nicole and she breaks down the neuroscience on. We had to get her on at some point. But she said, the difference between those who are more confident is that they are comfortable knowing that they are temporarily living in fear. They're okay with being vulnerable, knowing that it will change once they get through that initial part. The experience of knowing that it always turns out okay, even if it's not the way that they wanted, that they'll always figure it out. And I think that really speaks to the belief system of our inner magnetic selves, that no matter what happens, yeah, this might be tricky or uncomfortable, but I've been through this before. I can do this. We've got this. And that's building that trust muscle. I was going to say, it's also like the total energetic of the trust muscle, like learning to build that into your neuroplasticity over time. And that everything we want is on the opposite side of fear. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then This other quote we had from the TBM stuff, ironically, the more you let go of control, the more you have. It takes a certain level of trust and self-worth to not desperately grasp at it. So how do the things that we attach to impact our level of how we need to control if we notice like, well, we really need that thing to work this way? Kind of how I was talking about the thin rope. Like if our expectations are so narrow, how does that impact our self-worth? And how can we start to surrender more and like let those pieces go? Well, I like what you said on on an episode, Janelle, that I think was so, it's like, you're like, I knew everything in me knew not to to respond to his DM, you know, from the past. But it's like, I just had that that response that's happening in you. It's just, it's very similar to what you're talking about, Jessica, where this picture, this box, this thing, it's not coming from your soul. It's not, it just isn't because of how crazy the attachment is to it. Will you have a version of that and all of that success, abundance, love, everything, a hundred percent. And because there's a mirage, you see that you need it, your soul's craving it for sure. But that level of it has to be this thing, how now that's actually just wounding. Yeah. Yes, you're going to have your version of that. And yes, you're supposed to because you even desire it from a soul place. I think that was one about urge. Like you have an urge to, you know, versus like actually a true intuitive, calm knowing. Yes. And versus like that trauma bond urge, I have to do this thing and you're in control. Yeah. So I guess so people can start to think about okay, where are the places in their life where it's really, I guess, control, attachment, you can intersplice it with multiple things, but where are the places that you're gripping onto these things that you're putting your worth in these outside things? I mean, it's kind of this week that we're going through the driver's seat week or the self-worth week and the challenge, but these external things that we're sort of putting pressures on because when we can face the fear, when we can face losing that thing, that's when we can actually go after connecting with it because we're not needing it to fill the wound. We're doing it from like, oh, I'm totally good with or without it. And now I can just navigate freely. Which is something you can't fake because so much of old manifestation is like, just let it go and it'll come. 
pretend to be what you want to be and it'll come, you know, and, and that's like the beauty from letting it go to when it comes is where to be magnetic comes in to give you all the steps (laughs) how to do that. But yes, exactly. That is that, that thing. Yeah. It's like the external validation. You have to go to the roots and clear it in order to not need external validation. And then you're free to pursue whatever, but you're right. You can't, it's this codependency and you can't fake that. That was something interesting too that came up for people where there were things that they were witnessing that very clearly they had, you know, said, okay, I'll be worthy when X, Y, external thing is, you know, we had so many people in our community that thought that was being a lawyer. And then they realized none of my soul wants to be that. I need to clear space, move out, become a different, you know, job that feels more aligned. But then there was people like you were saying, Lacey, where it's like they did truly want it. It was part of their magnetic soul desires, but their worth was all crampled up inside of that thing. Talk a little bit about separating of that and kind of how to understand what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, my thought is like we're unpacking ego, right? Like there is a part of us that like, yes, we want this thing and this is really, it does fulfill and it is tricky. Like it is, it can be very confusing. I guess if your manifestation isn't fully, fully aligned with you and you're still grabbing it, I would say, okay, yeah, there's a, there's aspects of that manifestation that are totally in alignment but if you're really gripping it and attached to it and there's some things that aren't aligned, that's where I would say, okay, let's step back for a second and look at ego and potentially external validation happening. And if somebody's wanting like a real time, recent good example of this, we'll link both episodes below, but it's Marina's unblocking episode. And then right after listening to Marina's process episode of how she tuned into ego to be like, wait, whoa, and had to let a lot of things go and had to go through a very like magic dark and then bam. And a good example of this was when I was acting in my 20s and I was like, I need to be an actress. And these are all the things I want with it. And most of it was all success based, you know, which was really like security, freedom, expression that was all ego, right? Like I was, my mom was an actress and a model. Like I was doing that for her love, you know, all that stuff. And then it's so fascinating when I could really let it all go and follow my true soul's calling and do this. I got everything I wanted from acting in this package. So it's like a really good example of ego versus authentic self. And it's a really good example of, yes, that box of what you're craving exists. And there's obviously like some soul want there, but your attachment to how that looks and having to have it and like this, like this, that's all ego. And and that's just going to slow down the process. So if you're wanting to really super speed the process and not take, you know, what was mine, like 10 years to get all the things you want in that box, like do this work. <laughs> this is what will speed up that process because you can look at Marina's. It's, it's actually such a clear example. How, what was the space of time in which we spoke with her for her unblocking episode, Jessica, to when you did the process episode? Maybe two months. Okay. So mine took from 21 to 31. Hers (laughs) took two months. So (laughs) that's what like actually having tools that walk you through step-by-step will do for that process. Yeah. I think that piece of people understanding what does it feel like in my body when it is a soul desire? And what does it feel like when it's the external validation? Back to that urges, compulsion piece, when it feels frantic, urgent, has to be done in a rigid way, all of those aspects, 
that's when that's your wounding. But when it's calm, easeful, oh my gosh, I just love this thing. I'm so lit up by it. That's your magnetic self. That's it. Agreed. There are so many people out there settling for unfulfilling relationships or people who are stuck in toxic jobs, living in places and spaces that don't inspire them, and especially people who feel like they'll never be able to afford the things and the life that they truly desire. How do I know that? Because it was me before I discovered that manifestation is actually a totally viable, scientifically proven method of creating the life you want. I'm Lacey, I'm the founder of To Be Magnetic, and if you're not familiar with us, we at TBM offer workshops that teach you how to manifest literally everything from love to money to career to beyond. Our courses are the most effective manifestation method on the market, and that's because of a secret that I discovered years ago about manifestation, which is you do not manifest from your thoughts. You manifest from your subconscious beliefs. So after decades of client research and input from leading doctors and therapists, we designed courses that help you rewire your subconscious mind to align with what you want to manifest. And the best part of all for any skeptic out there, our work is completely scientifically proven to work. Just ask the tens of thousands of members inside our Pathway membership, which gives you unlimited access to all of our workshops, tools, and offerings that you'll use over the course of a year. This includes workshops on inner child, shadow, boundaries, love, money, the infamous ruts, and the horrible rock bottoms, and so much more. Use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first TBM purchase. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. Okay, and talk a little bit about the resourcing component for people here. How does the nervous system play into being able to face our fears and move through them and then take action on the other side? Because you could face your fears, be like, okay, I'm ready. And then when time comes, the fear strikes back up again. You're like, ah, I don't know if I can do it. You know, how, how can people really have a practice of regulating their nervous system to prepare them for anything that comes on the other side? Or why does it matter? Because if you're someone like me, I understand now why it matters. But if you're someone like me, who's an Aries, Mercury and an Aries, Venus, who just like wants it now, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I wasting my time with this? Get grounded. Why am I wasting my time with resourcing? Why does it matter, Janelle, in this process? Yeah, because we can't metabolize it. Resourcing, having a regulated nervous system and having regular resourcing practices allows you the space to even be honest with yourself. Like if you're not resourced, you're, you're not going to be able to name that you're in fear. You're going to be disassociated from it. So it's a pathway to authenticity. It's a pathway to processing trauma. It's a pathway to presence. It's a pathway to connectedness. You have to have a container to even be able to lean into these really hard, uncomfortable edges that we're all leaning into, even to be able to ask, is this ego 
we have to be resourced enough and connected to our soul to even be able to get to that answer. It's foundational for everything. And I love that you say like you can't renegotiate trauma if you're in fight or flight. So that's for me who's someone like, oh, I have to take this extra step of like getting grounded and resourcing and regulating and then work on the trauma. But what I found, and correct me if I'm wrong, Janelle, that each time I resource, it's like muscle memory. It becomes quicker and quicker and quicker that I can regulate a lot faster and go, oh, this is what zero is. Now let's dig in and talk to my inner child. Let's get to this root. Let's unblock it. Um, And that's so important because like what I'm learning, if you're not regulated, but you go in and you try to do the unblocking, you're not going to make a neuroplasticity impact really like as, as pressing of one as you could be making. Yeah, absolutely. It's going through the motions. And then you re- and when you recognize, oh, I'm really present. And wow, that, that DI was different. Why? Oh, I was really present for it. And I was regulated for it. Then when you go back and you just go through the motions, you're like, that was dumb. Like, why was I like, it, it's kind of like, okay, hold up. Let me, you, you know, you, you really can feel the difference of actual presence and regulation versus when you're more disassociated or disconnected. That puts words so well because there have been, t- I mean, I would say 90, 99% of the time, every time I do a DI, there's some profound healing moment and shift on the other side, like in real life after. But there are sometimes when I do, I'm like, dang, that wasn't the best one I've done. Like that felt like very much going through the motions. And now I know why it's because my nervous system probably was not regulated enough to jump into it, depending upon what I was doing. But I usually try to go to like the most heavy hitting ones. <laughs> all the time. (laughs) So I probably needed like a little reset DI that day or a magnetic self DI or a safe DI before jumping in and processing everything too. It's also worth noting if you're someone like me, this doesn't just apply to when you're triggered. It's also when you're like, I call it cracked out. You're just like, you've been doing too much. You're so vata. You're like, oh, I've been working. I've been doing this. I'm on Instagram. Da, 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 da. There's nothing about you that's fight or flight. You're still in fight or flight in a different way. Yeah. You're not in your parasympathetic. So it's like what I'm learning through doing is when I'm actually in my parasympathetic, I can actually uh, metabolize what's going on, go deeper, make an impact because it's like, who wants to waste the time doing all these DIs if they're not doing anything? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm doing one, I have such limited time. If I'm doing one, it better work. (laughs) It better be impactful for that 15 to 20, 25 minutes. You know, I want it to be a big unblocking, you know, as the step of unblocking, expanding and aligned action. That was one other thing I wanted to share on here. Janelle, you you talked about it when we were working through and crafting the DIs, but for one person who might be in fight or flight, it's about like calming down their nervous system. That's why we have so much breath work and kind of visualizations and stuff like that. But for someone else who's in a freeze or fawn state, I'm now recognizing the moments that I get into it. It's usually when I'm on like autopilot, like doing something over and over again, more like numbing out on something. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I want to move my body. I want to just like be still. That's actually a freeze response. So we included some things in this batch of DIs that help move and awaken you out of it. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So that's interesting because so much of what's out there is just like calm, 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 calm. But you can go too far on either spectrum. So when someone goes into a little bit of a dip of a trauma vortex of a freeze response or fawn response and they live there regularly, they do need more activating energy. That's the one where it's like it's hard to get up and work out or move or it's like to me, it's like pulling a boat to get into the flow of the river again, that they're stuck. So yeah, it's like depending, you just have to have the evaluation of, have I been kind of like shut down, I guess would be a good word. Am I, am I feeling really shut down or numb or really more apathetic or detached? That's when you can kind of bring a little bit more activation, movement, breath work to back in, to kind of get back into okay, wait, we're up, we're alert, we're here. And that can be really helpful versus somebody that's really, like Lacey was saying, just like, you know, cracked out kind of energy where you're just, you know, yeah, you need to actually soothe and regulate calm. And that's when all those other tools are helpful. So yeah, it goes goes both ways. I think that's so interesting. And it also makes so much sense of the times where I'm like, I don't feel like I can move my body and work out. It's like, oh, because I can't jump from feeling frozen to a whole hit workout. I need to warm things up a little bit and get back into my body and the movement of everything. Right. Okay. So now if someone's facing their fears, the biggest tip and spot that we would direct them is this last week of the challenge. I mean, definitely go through the entire magnetic self-challenge or how to be magnetic, which will become the workshop eventually but specifically that last week on facing your fears, working through those journal prompts, using the deep imagining, talking and comforting that part. That is going to be, there's resourcing in that DI as well. Like that is going to be such a key, key component to this process. And Lacey, you've been saying it for years. You're like, I want something for when the rug is pulled (laughs) out from under you, because that is going to be so game changer. Yeah, well, I just, I think it paralyzes people, the fear, you know, paralyzes people from taking action or passing the test or leaving the thing or, you know, doing the thing they think they should do. And then if they wait too long, often because our soul's journey is meant to connect with the bigger things we want in life, they'll be rock bottomed or the rug will be pulled out. And it's so nice to finally have a tool that lets you like address that whole that whole flow and energy and not feel alone and have the tools of how to navigate it. We have rock bottom, of course, for like the really big things, but this is, this is so good for so many pieces of your life right now. You know, like we mentioned earlier in the episode. Yeah. And just thinking of examples of what I know some people who are going through the challenge are going through, like a friend of mine is finally tapping into their artist side. They've like wanted to like make music their whole life. And finally they're like, okay, I'm just going to say it and I'm just going to make my own art and I'm going to do it. But they're so scared to like actually put it out there, actually tell people that. And so they're going to utilize this section to really step through that fear and process all like let their shadow out. If you have a shadow part of yourself that has that was like a good part of your shadow that you want to integrate, that you want to bring out more, it can be scary. You can use this DI to step through that fear. Another friend needs to jump off the cliff and exit a relationship they've known for a long time. And so they're needing to get there. And so that person is like, okay, let me, how do I prepare for this conversation? How do I know I'm going to be okay no matter the outcome? If they're happy with it, if they're angry, if they're this, if they're that, like, can I be okay on the other side? 
I mean, I utilized this DI even when I was on vacation before it was out. I was like looking and going through the edits and stuff. But when I had to transition from being on vacation to back at work, I'm like, okay, do I have any fears popping up? What's feeling activated? What am I worried about? Do I feel that I can not have a vacation-like day in the middle of the week? Of course I can do that. Okay, cool. Let me face that fear, calm the part of me that feels like they need to be very rigid in how they work and loosen it up a little bit more. So there's just so many different ways you can approach it. I love it. Such a great resource. Well, thank you guys so much. This is so helpful and impactful. And hopefully any of you guys navigating through these challenging things, there's a resource for you. You're not alone. So many people are navigating these things right now. So many people are in transition, rock bottoms, all of these things. And just know it is for your highest good. You will be okay on the other side. Agreed with your manifestation soon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as we did. And if you're starting to get a feel for this to be magnetic manifestation process, but aren't completely sold yet, let me point you to some of our free offerings. You can check out the expanded podcast episode called how to manifest anything you desire where Lacey, the founder and I break down exactly what this process is all about. You can check out The Motivation, which is our testimonial library with thousands of testimonials of people who have manifested wild things using this process. And right now we have our magnetic self challenge going on. It is not too late to join. You can start living as your most confident self in just six weeks, sign up anytime and walk through step-by-step as we reconnect you with your high self-worth, your intuition and face your fears to become a completely upgraded version of self in six weeks. Enjoy. We'll see you next week.